When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. My name is Spencer Welsh, and on the show we have for you today the latest on coronavirus news. And good news coming just as ferocious with the bad as it continues to be a battle of vaccines and variants. Um, about 80% of K-12 teachers and staff have gotten a vaccine dose at this point, and uh, we'll take a look at California's uh, uh, plans to lift virus restrictions and the debate about around vaccine passports. And I do want to kind of ask our two guests about that, see what they think, and um, that is going to be an interesting debate kind of going on throughout the future. Meanwhile, in the Senate, a big ruling could help push the Biden agenda through Congress. Uh, possibly expanding the Democrats' ability to use the budget reconciliation tool. A big, big win for some of the more progressive planners in the Democratic camp. Meanwhile, Matt Gates is said to have sought a blanket pardon from Trump in the wake of his sex crimes allegations. And uh, if we have time, we'll talk about the nuclear deal. Uh, if Iran will buy in to um, getting back on compliance with the United States. And really, I mean, does it make any sense for them to do at this point? I don't know. And finally, we'll have a little fun by processing the mess that is the new Greg Gutfeld show and have a little kind of surprise twist for you at the end with that story uh, to kind of top it all off. But very excited for that. Pleased to welcome also to the show today, Zach and Eli back with us, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Been a while. Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, yeah done a little bit of uh, road tripping. Now we're all back uh, in, under the same, uh, on the same uh, Discord server. So um, we we do have some good news um, coming with the coronavirus. As about right, right now, 80% of K-12 educators and staff have been given at least one vaccine dose. Nearly 80% of school staff and child care workers in the United States have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. The announcement comes, of course, as the Biden administration has made the ambitious push to reopen schools and return to in-person instruction by the president's 100th day in office. So we are getting to that point more and more. Um, the goal has been tempered by dangerous new virus variants, protests from teachers' unions, and fears and frustrations of students and parents. Uh, again, I think that's, it's you know, there's no real... 
like I don't, I don't think things just as a student myself I don't think think things are going to be changed really by one extra month or two in school um so yeah. I mean depending on the situation you know it's it obviously it varies case by case if everyone's vaccinated I mean why not uh but I think there is a certain um kind of, a certain kind of like pointlessness to it because so much of this year is uh, already gone uh, what do you guys think about this uh, this story here with the coronavirus, the education side of it, just in general? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, like, kids are basically, like, I don't want to say, like, immune, but I if apparently, like, if you're under 16 or whatever, like, the coronavirus is basically just, like, the flu, right? Yeah, it's like, very I, they don't asymptomatic. Yeah, they don't need to get vaccinated, right? So I think if all the teachers are vaccinated, there's no reason why they can't go to school with masks. Yeah, uh, I really do yeah. think that should be fair. Um, 80% of the members of the American Federation of Teachers released a survey that reported over 80% of association members have been vaccinated or have made a vaccination appointment. About 85% of members said their school is operating on at least a part-time basis, according to the survey. So that seems like what a lot of schools are going to be, at least going to very soon if they have not already um, and that kind of brings out as we return to normal, this whole whole real debate about vaccine passports. And I, I've heard a lot of different things about this. Um, I just want to go like, do you guys have any like I really I can see how they make a lot of sense um, because, you know, at least for a certain time, for like a limited time. Um, but what 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 is your guys take on uh, vaccine passports? I think it's like a pretty uncomfortable idea to think about. I'm not entirely comfortable with it. I, I mean, we, yeah. we do have vaccine requirements already you know like if you want to go to public school you need yeah certain vaccines if you want to leave the country no yeah that's what i'm saying no well yeah so you're talking you about yeah for travel finish, for travel there's gonna be some. um yeah so we already do have some mandatory vaccine stuff but i think this is a bit over the line i i would really like to see it not implemented if possible yeah, I mean, because they're not even necessary. Yeah, I mean, we're so close to the finish line. Like, uh, I think there's no reason to think. Well, maybe there is a reason. I'm maybe not too educated on this, but I feel like this, like one vaccine, is not like so different from all the other ones that people are just going to be like, no, like at an exor- exorbitantly higher rate than normal. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, at least here in this country, it seems to be that people are kind of taking the vaccine quickly. There hasn't been any of those kind of hiccups like what we saw with it kind of in continental Europe. Yeah, where AstraZeneca. Yeah. And now people are kind of, I, I don't even know what the story with that is. Like, I feel like I hear a lot of stories about it that like kind of seem like, you know, the research team was maybe a little like sloppy or whatever. And the AstraZeneca people and the distribution of it but like in terms of the efficacy the only real knock against it right is that you have um just a small small percentage of people getting blood clots from it like a very like incredibly rare so i mean what's going to come out is most likely those people who got the blood clots knew they were probably going to get blood clots taking the vaccine uh so it's just like like, they had an existing condition yeah, I think I did read that as well. Like, there was some sort of, like, there's some sort of, like, condition, like, very rare genetic condition that's, like, if you take it, it'll get blood clot. If you, you'll get blood clots. And if they identify that, then, you know, if you don't want to get a blood clot and you have that condition, just don't take the vaccine. Like, it's that makes it a lot easier. 
um, that is for sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess with vaccine passports, I the, the only real reason you would because you'd be worried about you know a mass number of people going to the store, and for example, or going to a public place or going to like a sporting event, and you're not you're not able to get. Um, yeah, I just I just don't think I I kind of agree with that. I don't think it would be necessary because, but maybe maybe it will be at at a certain point. I don't know. Um, yeah, so there has been a little bit of a worry. Just t- take a look at the other side of this. We talk about variants. Um, it appears we are following Michigan. This is what's going on in Minnesota right now. There's been a little bit of a, a problematic variant out there. Um, this was a, this was the British variant going crazy in Minnesota and Michigan. The state reported an average of 1,776 new daily cases on April 3rd before the Easter holiday weekend delayed reporting, according to a New York Times database. It surpassed about 2,000 new cases on April uh, first, a figure not seen since January. Hospitalizations have also climbed by about 37% from two weeks earlier. So this is kind of how this variant can really get under, it'd be definitely more infectious um, uh, and possibly more lethal. So that's that's the kind of thing that we don't quite know yet. Um, wow, and it looks like great. the same, same thing is going on in uh, Missouri. This is the B117 variant, first found in Britain. So... Yeah, that's that's the other side of it, and that's kind of makes the case. Well, uh, it's going to be hard to really like snuff out this thing. And I, I really do feel like this is it's kind of a race, you know. So we will see how it all turns out. Um, some some definitely some good news in for people who actually want to see you know a coherent Biden presidency, other than the first two bills being passed or one maybe. Um, Hours after a top Senate official informed Democrats they could potentially have a more chances to use the complex budget maneuver called budget reconciliation to push through their agenda without any Republican votes. Senator Bernie Sanders, the Vermont Independent, was on television outlining the breadth of his liberal ambitions. The New York Times make him sound so oh sinister there. God. He's out there scheming with his liberal ambitions in his three houses. Like... Oh my gosh! Well, one of which is like literally a shack, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the other one is an apartment in a city he lives in half the time. Yeah, just uh, one of the on a senator's salary, and he also wrote a best-selling book. Yeah, he's he's a good author. He's, he's got the, he's got the best words, folks. Um, yeah, but this is that this is like definitely gonna Trump. be a big. This is gonna be a, definitely a big break. So, do you think they will use it? I thought they have to wait a year. No, I think this is like the new thing is, um, I think the the new thing is they're going to have more chances to use a complex budget vote. So yeah, the parliamentarian's oh, okay. opinion, parliamentarian coming through for us. Let's go. Uh, I, issued well, on she's, Monday. She's, she's back, right? Yeah, she's I, back I, with the crew. Anyways, uh, um, she yeah. said she said um, to the uh, she said. Uh, that the budget resolution passed in February could be reopened to include one more round of reconciliation, which allows for measures governing taxes oh, Prague, and Prague. spending to be protected this is for from the filibusters. Bill? Right. Yeah, that could give Republicans more chances to steer around the Republican opposition and push through their budgetary legislation. The process Dude. is fraught with challenges, including strict rules on what limit can be uh, included. They're literally not strict. <laughs> They're not strict at all. They could just completely overrule the parliamentarian. And they, they just don't want to. Um, Dude, the Republicans are so like. Uh, if you're the Republicans, I don't know why you don't just get on board with this fucking infrastructure bill and take credit for it. 
Because, I know, like, like that. That's the it's, it's Bill is going to be sick. I don't know how. Like they're they're gonna get they're gonna lose. Like they are gonna lose clout when this is successful. So I don't know why they don't just get on board. Yeah, let's take a look at what's in this here. This two trillion dollar plan. So the president would uh, began selling his proposal on Wednesday, saying it would fix two thousand. Sorry, twenty thousand miles of roads and ten thousand miles of bridges. Uh, while also addressing climate change and racial inequities and raising corporate taxes here. So, of course, you know, like most things Biden does, it is, like, really small. For example, Joe Joe Manchin asked for $4 trillion. This is, again, over 10 years this is being spent. And we just obviously we just spent $2 trillion in, um, uh, with the stimulus bill. Um, but there it, and he says, it is not a plan that tinkers around the edges. This is a once-in-a-generation investment in America. Not quite. Like, this is the... Low end of the broad consensus know, of what, kind of. well, kind of just if you're talking about you know the um, once in a generation, considering you know the awful generations that we've had recently. I guess I mean I it's mean, no like interstate highway system or whatever, but like it's yeah. still amazing. But like it is true, yeah. So this is going to be some some pretty you know it's good to see, but like you know it's kind of something that any anyone could have done it's definitely like it's clearly if you look at the low end it's it's on the low end of proposals yeah, here. i mean but this is not i mean infrastructure <laughs> is a pretty universal policy like i feel like even i don't even i don't want to say this but i i feel like probably a republican president even would have had an infrastructure bill i mean they, trump wanted to have one and i think trump was going for more money than what biden is proposing yeah. here i mean so, 100 the problem is I mean, they're not spending anything, it on infrastructure. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. They're spending it oh, on like high speed rail, which is not infrastructure is in the joke. eyes of the Republicans. Oh, are you making a joke? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, did you know? Apparently, literally only roads and bridges are infrastructure. There's no, that's yeah. not single. Of the not thing. airports. You know, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, literally, there's two very specific concepts are the only thing that exists. Oh my. Yeah. So White House, the White House said the proposal's combination of spending and tax credits could translate to twenty thousand miles of rebuilt roads, repairs to ten of the most economically important bridges in the country, uh, the elimination of lead pipes from the nation's water supplies, and a long list of other projects intended to create millions of jobs in the short run and strengthen American competitiveness in the long run. So yeah, this is just something that pretty much every like it's it's made sense to do probably since you know midway through like the first obama term probably like before that but there just never has been the political stars that have aligned to get this get this done and right now the stars are aligned they're not aligned very well they're not it's not, it's not like a perfect situation but they could really push it and uh, um, the question remains will they though that that is the that is the real debate will they push this through um what do you what do you think like, I mean, you, you got to assume, like, if Biden's proposing it, but the question is, the real question is, how low is it going to go? Like, how, how much of it will be taken off and, and negotiated down to, it's, like, it's already pretty low, but how low is it going to get? I don't know. I think, I mean, obviously, it's extremely dependent on what the parliamentarian says at this point, but I, I think it'll, it'll be a lot. I'm hoping. You think they're going to be able to pass it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they did like a decent-ish job with. Uh, it's not what it's not the CARES Act. That was the first one. Oh my um, God. American Rescue Plan. American Rescue Plan. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I mean, yeah, that was okay. I mean, yeah. maybe there there was a little more feet to the fire there because, you know. 
there were some things that coronavirus. Go, like, yeah, and it was a lot of the stuff was very temporary. Or, yeah. You know, you didn't have but the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Infant, this bill will pass a hundred percent, like no matter how far it gets pushed down, because infrastructure is just extremely popular. But uh, I think that not I, everything in the bill will pass as it is right now. That's the yeah. thing. That's oh, the thing. Okay, not everything. But I'm saying uh, you can have Joe Manchin and the Republicans in there. Like, if you're the Democrats. Wait, Joe the Manchin way. doesn't want to raise the corporate tax to twenty percent. Yeah, he he's like, we have to raise it to twenty five because twenty eight is just too yeah. high. Like. Of course, it's it, just, it, well, it just it's such a Amazon joke. today came out supporting it because they don't pay any fucking tax, and they, <laughs> yeah, they just they would like the tax rate as high as possible as long as it keeps them profitable because they just want to eliminate all the other businesses. <laughs> yeah, that would like they they literally are now playing by the same rules, which is why it's so scary. Like they're pretty much a, an independent state at this point. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, Really, and they even have their own, like, you know, Ministry of Propaganda as well. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Those yeah, Amazon... Amazon, Nerd, on Twitter. Amazon FC box. That could be cheaper within the plan. What did you say, Eli? It could be a little cheaper in the infrastructure plan. What? I don't know. It says they're allocating $174 billion for EV charging stations. Okay. Tesla bolstered, and so 174 billion divided by 500,000 charging stations is 303,000 dollars per charging station. Tesla bolstered charging stations for 100 to 200,000 dollars. So I can already see how they can reduce costs at least somewhat, or they're overspending because of the government. Your microphone. Yeah, like your microphone really is not my end. Yeah, your microphone's not very good. Like maybe like unplug. Oh, are you like sitting somewhere weird? No, I've I've had, like I have AirPods in, but oh. they're, I think they might be breaking. Yeah, mine are like that too. Yeah. Anyway, so what you think they should buy the the chargers from Tesla? The thing about the Tesla no, charging station is they're not the same plug. Like as we recently were able to get like an EV that was not a Tesla, and they have like completely different charging infrastructure. What I think would be more efficient is, you know, I know a Eli's going to say it should be. A, like run by private companies, you know, but I think like a universal because, like the infrastructure. No, no, there should there should be a universal charger. Yeah, that's a thing. Or at least if there's not a universal charger, at least have two and give everybody like an adapter. Yeah, that like there. I think there are adapters that cost like two hundred dollars now. I think the the private well, market has done a decent job at at I mean creating universal plugs for the most part. I mean the only yeah. thing well, it's say, basically just Tesla that has a different. Yeah, yeah. They, Tesla has about like many, 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 and there's some like with with the like the Chevy. I like a, one of the Chevy ones, um, and you have to like you have to go pretty far if you want to actually get your car charged like supercharged, because there's like there's like some stations that go you can have it like topped up full ready to go in like thirty forty minutes, and then there's some That's you like have to wait like yeah, yeah, then you have to wait like several hours for some of them. Like it's like you can. Because it's like there's different levels, level one or level two or level three chargers. So it's like there's definitely different levels of it. And it definitely needs to be because, like, they're going to be a big part of our, you know, green future. So we're going to at least yeah. have some sort of. I mean, the charging stations, they need to be built. But I'm just saying they can build them for much cheaper. I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe it's certainly possible. But, you know, who knows? The We're, we're not electric, you know, we're not knowledgeable in that business, though. 
I mean, if Tesla can build them for a hundred thousand dollars, why is the government spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars? That's a good question. Why are we buying? Who are we buying? Yeah, no, charging station. station. Like yeah, charging yeah. station has like no eight to twenty different chargers. They do. I, when I'm the ones I've been at, they have what like two, four. Station is they it like four? I think I'm confused. Like the Tesla like, chargers. Have you seen a Tesla supercharging station? Like they have twelve parking spots or whatever. Those are oh, the big. Those are the big it, ones. When you mean station, this is like a gas station. I thought you meant yeah, like yes. or like a mall. That, I mean, because that's what this plan is. Oh, I thought you meant like. Okay, well, I should have fucking been clued in by the fact that uh, it was three hundred thousand dollars. I kind of thought you meant like the things that go in the ground and then you just plug your car in. Oh, no. no, like yeah. the like literally the stations itself. Tesla builds the, like yeah. supercharging stations for a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars, and the government, at least I've according never... to the numbers of the rating, is going to spend three hundred fifty thousand dollars per station. They can easily get that, especially if they're building half a million of them. Why can't they get the cost to? Yeah, and honestly, they're, they're, they're the government. They should be able to like. Hey, we're we're the government. We should we get a better rate than Tesla, you know. It's it's not, they're just no, not bad business. What? Well, if they're gonna buy like a trillion of them, yeah. I don't know exactly. how if it's anything like how we negotiate like for drugs in this company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, country, exactly. I mean, then I I'm assuming it's probably like whatever, it's probably but... like we're buying more to like more expensive for like to do a favor for you know private industries just I like just like the. Well, I mean, they're probably gonna be paying like charge points or something i don't know what they're going to be doing anyways yeah yeah charge totally point. thank you for bringing that to our attention you know, i i i don't want the government to get screwed because it hurts us all you know we got to increase I mean, right now it looks like they're getting fucked in the end i'm, I'm not a... yeah it's good know. it's good that you don't mic... know how we fix that but it's good that your mic kind of like went out there because my mom doesn't like the, some bad language but <laughs> she doesn't even listen that much anyway so it's fine anyway mm-hmm. um anyway yeah so this spending in this plan would actually take place over eight years the president said and the tax day increases were more than offset spending in 15 years leading to an eventual reduction in the budget deficit what a good smart wow. responsible guy unlike the econo- economic stimulus passed in uh 2009 under president barack obama uh, officials will not cast, uh, will not in every case prioritize the so-called shovel-ready projects that could quickly bolster growth. But even spread over years, the scale of the proposal underscores how fully Biden has embraced the opportunity. Ugh, I don't even want to read that. Uh, don't really care. But uh, anyway, <laughs> more of the New York Times talking, trying to make, turn Biden into FDR. Like, I don't know. That 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 does not sit well with me. Um, I'm so excited for infrastructure spending. I love infrastructure. Yeah, guys, it's infrastructure this, week now for real. Because Biden's president. So happy. If you're not hype, I don't know who the fuck it could not get hype over infrastructure spending. I could get more hyped if Joe Biden came out to say, you know what, this the corporate tax rate is going to be thirty eight percent, and then <laughs> Joe billion. Manchin would be like. Can we raise it down to thirty five percent, and then that would be where it was before the Trump tax cut? We just have to start at a hundred percent. Yeah, then, and Joe uh, Manchin, like honestly, Joe Joe Biden should just start because literally the only point of Joe Manchin is just to say go back to West Virginia and be like, "Hey, I got Joe Biden to like, yeah, take dude, three popular, three billion dollars or three percentage points." Shit there. Joe Manchin is. 
Yeah, in West Virginia, they love him. I guess I think that's true. Yeah, because this is like he goes and gets things done and gets the president to listen to him. Like that's I think that's he's the, the most that's powerful the person in Congress because he's in the news all the time and he's willing to use the power and like his thing is just to say no to like reduce the plan by just a little bit so like it's pretty much insignificant, but just for the purpose of. It's just for the purpose of reducing it. Like it's just to say that, hey, I challenge Biden too, because I'm like a West Virginia gunslinger. In this yeah. infrastructure plan, there's stuff for energy, right? Yeah, definitely. yeah. I they think, should like, be investing in nuclear. Like that. That's my recommendation. Oh yeah, because nuclear is actually cleaner than solar. That's because true. you don't have to dig shit out of the ground. All you need to find is some uranium or thorium and just put that shit in a reactor. Well, you have to dig that out of the ground, too. Okay, you have to dig that out. It's not as... It doesn't yeah, harm the yeah. environment as much. That's true. And but also, there, you can still have electricity if there's clouds, which is good. That's true. Well, also, I... Well, of course, I, I there's going to be batteries, but... There's wind, too. But, yeah. No. I mean, nuclear, nuclear is just more stable. Nuclear is definitely the key. And we and we are just on the brink of like clean, really clean nuclear energy yeah. that can't be turned into bombs after. Yeah. I mean there Isn't are Isn't the problem already... with that like the spent rods thing? Like where do you put the spent rods? This technology no, the... doesn't use those rods. Oh also, okay. it, that's not a problem either. The problem is the United States started a nuclear program well, energy program, and they just never developed a system to throw them out so they just like stayed because they never put any effort into it they're kind of aren't they chilling some mountain in like nevada or something no like a kind of but a lot of them are also uh just like chilling in the uh the plants themselves yeah no but the thing that's stupid about this is this is like a proven method like we already have countries that are almost not i don't i don't think it's carbon neutral i don't know like almost 100 percent renewable energy france is literally kicking our ass it's France. Like, yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. France I mean, I hate really French good. people, but... Oh, no, dude, French people... Awesome. You can't You can't talk... Because uh, French people should be... Like, they're more respectable than American people, I would say. Nah, they're, they're pretty racist and, like, anti-religion. In their so. own way, but they have they're more... They have more self-respect for that when I'm their not... government tries to do... Like, pull some bullshit on them, whether it's, like, civil liberties, or, like, taking away their rights. Like, they... they go, at least they still go in the street and, like, throw a brick through, like, the nice window, you know? Like, I, at least... Uh, according to the Republicans, Antifa does that, like, every second, so... Yeah. New York City Actually, is a your window's mess. broken right now. Yeah. Oh my, my god. Oh my god. Andy this is the, this is the propaganda. This is the propaganda. My uncle, he lives in New York City all his life. All his life. 
and yeah. he he was gone over the summer um and he was like i'm scared to go back to new york city right now i was like you're you're gonna go back to like greenwich village and you're gonna be fine like what are you really like what yeah no crime rates have been going up yeah but there's a difference between like you're gonna like yeah crime rates are going up and you know not just the protests but massive no no you're wrong about this what do you mean like on the upper west side there was like i've i heard people like i know how people have gotten robbed like not personally but like i know people who know people it's yeah, like but a, like a the, the odds that like the there's like that. Yeah, I mean he's I'm being not saying a little. That crime, he's, yeah, being he's being a bit dramatic. dramatic. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, like it's it's, it's not, not like to say that crime hasn't crime. gotten up not not only because of the protests, because like oh, we're okay, in an no. incredible. I'm not. I wasn't even economic. talking about the protests. Just crime yeah, in general has been up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just the fact that we're yeah economic hardships. You know, like tons of people losing jobs because pandemic. Yeah, it's a very sad time. Um, but yeah, we all know what. At least, yeah, we know what the root causes of crime are and all that stuff. Um, Race yeah. and ethnicity, totally. <laughs> the culture, <laughs> the upbringing, the if way they're you'd raised. Listen to ben yeah, it's um, it's very great. Yeah, the the I hate to bring up British po- politics again, but um, <laughs> they just released a um the the government there. They just released a like huge landmark report about like racism in British society and guess what the conclusion was it exists they're not racist oh my gosh there's no Britain is a shining light like the British conservative government released a report that's like Britain is the best place to be a minority like that can't possibly be true that was kind of funny they were like is that like guys we is that like the 1776 project um, no, it was like it was kind of like that. It was it was like done by like blatantly conservative people, but oh okay. But it was yes, like released they... as a full government report, and of course, because the media there is awful, like all the major papers was like landmark report says Britain not racist, and it came from the government, so it had like that veneer of like respectability in a way that Trump doesn't, hey, even though he is the president. Like... Britain had like what like a hundred year head start on like civil rights. What how how much sooner did they outlaw slavery than us? I think not that incredibly. I mean, it was probably like forty fifty years. But we they that's gave even, women the right to vote. I think later than us. Yeah, that's fifty fifty. Yeah, they gave Britain. They gave um. They gave women the right to vote after us. I think in like nineteen twenty eight, and they gave men the like nineteen eighteen. I don't know when it was here. I think it's very similar time. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. The the British development. I, I mean, it, it's been down. Side. It's been down here, downhill from from that point on. So who knows? Yeah, ever since the NHS, it's been it's been down. No, I mean ever since women could vote. Oh, oh, cranked <laughs> guys. Yeah, he, he's serious. He hates women. Anyway, anyway, speaking of someone who loves women, Representative Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, was one great great segue. (laughs) Thank you. Was one of President Donald Trump's most vocal allies during his term. And according to a new report by Michael Schmidt, Maggie Haberman, and Nicholas Fandos in the New York Times, 
He even pledged public loyalty and signed a letter nominating the president to the Nobel Peace Prize. And this is actually the reported part. In the final weeks of Trump's term, Gates sought something in return. He privately asked the White House for a blanket preemptive pardon for himself and unidentified congressional allies for any crimes they may have committed, according to two people total discussions. I wonder what that conversation must have been like, you know? To, like, be a fly on the walls, like, Mr. President, can you please pardon me? Like, <laughs> what would he say? Like, what crimes have you committed? Like, that would, would that be the question? I don't know. I read, like, he could go to jail for life for this because of, like, how serious the charge is. Yeah, like, tra- like bringing, bringing 17-year-olds... Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think I would. I I think it would be a hard argument to say he morally deserves life in prison, but I think like people like that—they're not good in society. Yeah, but still, come on, life in prison—that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but I think he did like the he did like the best more the best version of like the crime, like of a really bad crime. So, like, even though it doesn't seem that bad, he committed, like, such a bad crime that, like, it really messes... Because, like, Wait, sex trafficking, what obviously. Do you mean? Like... Well, we don't really he, know... We don't know the full details of it. It could be pretty bad. Like, he was, like... He was out like there saying, like, oh, or... there's no, like, prostitute... Like, there was, like, no pictures of me with prostitutes. Like, and that hadn't even been put out yet. So, who knows what's coming down the line. Um... Yeah, so Trump's. But I, I think well, this is my understanding was like he like drove a girl, like he drove like a young girl over state lines to have sex with, which is like pretty fucking like predatory and horrible, yeah. right? But it's not like it's not like selling somebody into slavery. Yeah, well, yeah, but when you put it that way, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. no, but I think he's being tried in like with a similar law. I think it's gonna well, it's gonna be interesting to see how he is legally. Uh, prosecuted, but it is unclear though. That's the thing. It's unclear whether Gates or the White House knew at the time about this inquiry or who else he sought pardon for. That would be interesting to know because he had multiple uh, congress- congressional allies. So maybe that's representatives um, or just aides or something. I don't know. But he did not tell the White House he was under investigation for potential sex trafficking violations when he made the request, but top. White House lawyers and officials have viewed the request as a preemptive pardon, uh, the the request for a, a preemptive pardon as a non-starter that would set a bad precedent, the people said. So apparently that was where they drew the line. Preemptively pardoning Matt Gates, no way. All Not right, going to happen. That's a good decision. Can you, can you imagine a world where, like, all of the lawmakers in your party, like, just get a pardon from the president, like, right before he yeah, leaves? Yeah, that, that would be... That would be that would be like you know. That'd be a bad world to live in. What's the point of having a government at that point? Like, come on, it's you gotta dissolve that shit. Get the Knesset in here. It's it's very funny that like that's where Trump, <laughs> that's where Trump drew the line though on Matt Gates. Um, he did ultimately pardon dozens of his allies and others in the final months of his presidency, highlighting his willingness to wield his criminal power to help his close supporters and lash out against the criminal justice system. Imagine lashing out against the criminal justice system. Couldn't be me. Like, you're, it's such a weird way of putting it. <laughs> In recent days, some Trump associates have speculated that Gates's request for a group pardon was an attempt to camouflage his own potential criminal exposure. <laughs> That's kind of funny. He was just like, God, you, can you pardon me and also all my friends who are also <laughs> totally with me? But <laughs> it's like, 
Oh my goodness. He's such a funny guy, man. <laughs> he is like the the stuff he do. I don't even know if we play. I honestly forget if we played this on on the show or not. I think we did. Yeah, I think I did with um. Yeah, did it with James Stanley, um, about the, uh, Tucker Carlson interview. That was really something else. Oh, with Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we ever got your reaction something. to that. Oh, because I was away. I yeah. think when it happened. Um, my reaction was it was so funny how he kept trying to like implicate Tucker, and he was just like, you know, fuck off. Yeah, it really felt like it was like. <laughs> the kind of story that was kind of been absent for the last couple of months because we're bit, we've been in the Biden era. Things have kind of calmed yeah. down a little bit, but like this, this had all the juices of like a Trump era, crazy psychotic story. Um, the Tucker is such a rat. Like he like pretend to be, he he's like no loyalty to anyone in that party. I mean, good, I guess, but yeah, I mean, he, he wants to be his own thinker. Cause like he's been, he's been, doing segments with Rachel Maddow. Like he started off his career that way. He was on CNN. Like he's, yeah, he's definitely he's an establishment a, guy. No one should like get that straight, but he just, he just plays a role. And a lot no, of people like there, there's like definitely like 10 million Tucker Carlson viewers who would like hate the Republican party. Like if tomorrow night he was like, um, Republicans are supposed to be our friends. The Republican party is letting us down. The Republican party likes immigrants and then just mass riots um but yeah so this is actually something i did not know um in 2016 guess who matt gates originally supported to be win the republican nomination 20, which 2016 bush jeb bush that's right yeah that's cool. doesn't surprise i love jeb fellow Fla- jeb. fellow floridian I like, I like jeb too i mean i hate we, we deserve jeb but he's like a nice he's a, guy. He's a good meme. I, I, guess. I don't know. He's probably the Please least. Clap. He's such a sweetie. He's probably like the least sinister. He's, he was so funny though. When he I was feel getting... like he would commit less war crimes than his brother. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to like. And if he war. did a war crime, he would say, "Please clap." Yeah. And also, I just I just grown children in Yemen. Life. Please clap. Please oh clap. My God. Hillary Hillary Clinton's <laughs> your, your impressions are so good and. Yeah, I'm I, actually jealous. I think that was a pretty good Jeb. I'm not gonna lie. Can Can you say in the Jeb voice? I I oppose Medicare for all in my. Or I oppose the Medicare thing in my state. You know what I'm talking about? He's yeah. like, I think I, I just lost it. it. I think I just lost it. Damn it! Wait, let me try. Let me try. Please clap. Ah, uh, I can't do there, it. There, I got it. I got it. I had it there. Please clap. Please clap. I oppose medic. No, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I oppose. You the- can't bring yourself to say you oppose Medicare. I oppose the Medicare expansion plan in Florida. It's not right. He helped. He helped his brother steal the election. Though that's the thing, Jeb Bush, because he was a governor and he helps. That's true. Win Florida. Wait, he was governor at the time. Yeah. Him Damn. and the Supreme Court, John Roberts, baby. He must have just MVP. Been elected, right? Because he was not nineteen ninety nine, two thousand seven. Yeah, so he was like just elected, yeah, already very busy. But yeah, Jeb Bush, he is like it was insane to watch him get destroyed in twenty sixteen. Because he had it all so the sad. Money, man. It was so funny. Oh my goodness! But I, I would mean, say I would say destroyed. that I would say that there would be no substantive policy difference between Hillary and Jeb Bush on foreign policy, anyway. Probably. 
Between who? Jeb Bush and Hillary. If they had been the nominees. Probably pretty similar. Uh, yeah. And probably just in I policy mean, in general, to be honest. I mean, they both knew what Aleppo was, I think. So, you know, that puts them ahead of the yeah, libertarian. They... What's Aleppo? <laughs> Aleppo. What is Aleppo? <laughs> Aleppo? What's Aleppo? It was right. some dinky city. Nobody cares what Aleppo is. I mean, at least he doesn't know where it is, so he won't bomb it. it. Honestly, it's a good thing that he didn't know what Aleppo was. Yeah. That proves that he doesn't care about foreign... Well, yeah, if he, if he doesn't know where he is, he can't Jerry drone Johnson it. would bomb Aleppo? He's no he doesn't way. even know what it is. How could he yeah. bomb it? <laughs> he... Gary Johnson is not bombing anything. He said, like, a hundred times he would, like, take out all military presidents... Yeah, yeah. I, respect. I think it was the that. governor of Massachusetts. He was kind of New Mexico. New Mexico. Mexico. How could you? He was get, a governor somewhere. Massachusetts. That was is your state. <laughs> that so, is the, that, and also know. that's the There's last state. Governors. That is like the last state Gary Johnson would get elected. In. It's like rich yeah, Democrat. No, we got Mitt Romney in our state. That's but so he's Mitt Romney and Gary. That's Mitt Romney is nowhere closer than the libertarian. So also, it, Gary Johnson is he's kind of an idiot i mean like remember you see the interview where they were like okay you're president what what a government agencies would he would you eliminate and he they just like he just threw out like he thought for a few seconds and he was just like he is like all of them and they were like no like really pick some and then he just like picks them and then he got like the slightest amount of pressure on some questions and he was like oh i guess we need that one or whatever like well, I he guess just that he's shit. like he's so he's like he, you feel bad for him though like you don't hate, yeah. like, you think oh he's so stupid but you, know, you feel well, bad for him yeah for like those you, for those you don't know like, though he's you know, not like a real libertarian though you may not know uh, anything that we're talking about here Gary Johnson was a libertarian candidate in 2016 and he was in an yeah. interview with Wait, Morning saw, Joe really? and he he would have known what to say I feel like all yeah, right, probably. we, we got to play this. Or he would have at least been able to back up saying delete the government. Yeah. All right, this is a. All right, this is him on uh, MSNBC. Wait, let me. This is I'll the famous moment. Wait, no, no, wait, I, 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 I could play. I could play. Oh, could play. real quick. Oh, this is for Gary Johnson. What would you do if you were elected about, about Aleppo? About. I feel Aleppo. like this year's candidate. And what is Aleppo? Actually, like explained her okay. view. No. Even if they were very controversial. No, well, she, Eli, she Eli, probably Eli, shouldn't Eli, have said Eli. some of the things. Let me, let me, I'll fin- let me just finish playing this uh, this okay. clip because it is pretty funny. All right, let's rewind here. So this is yeah, him on Morning Joe. What would you do if you were elected? About Aleppo, about Aleppo, and what is Aleppo? You're kidding. No. Aleppo is in Syria. It's the uh, it's the epicenter. Of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Well, with regard to Syria, um, I do think that it's a mess. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's like, what is Aleppo? And then the guy just goes, "You're kidding! You're kidding!" I'm just like, all oh, those, like Morning Joe and Mika are like sitting there with their arms crossed, like staring at him, being like, "What is this idiot doing?" Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, so um, this there's some there's some uh, for, for, uh, more good uh, clips here in this this um, report here from the New York Times. In recent days, again, some Trump associates have speculated that Gates' request for a group pardon was an attempt to camouflage his own 
potential criminal exposure. Either way, Gates's appeal to the Trump White House shows how the third-term congressman sought to leverage an unlike a presidential relationship he'd spent years cultivating. Few Republicans in Congress have become more closely associated with the Trump presidency than Gates. Uh, he pretty much latched his political fortunes to Trump after his little dalliance with Jeb and found stardom in the Republican Party, becoming one of Trump's greatest defenders. Um, so Gates, he said he denied having sex with a 17-year-old or paying for sex. His spokesperson uh, denied that he previously requested a pardon in connection with the continuing of the Justice Department inquiry. Um, entry-level political operatives have conflated a pardon call from Representative Gates, where he called for President Trump to pardon everyone from himself to his administration to Joe Exotic with these false and increasingly bizarre partisan allegations against him, a spokesman said in the statement. So apparently, yeah, he was out there, yeah, pardon me, pardon everyone, pardon my two friends who I don't have, and Joe Exotic. That's... Pardon me. (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, Though Mr. Gates had little former power in the House, where he remains a backbencher, he offered Trump what he craved and what Republican congressional leaders would always offer, fierce loyalty and a taste for bare-knuckle political combat. Uh, he said, I need more warriors. You know what I mean? This is what the president said about Gates. And he did know. Uh, though he came from the more conservative Florida panhandle, the young congressman shared Trump taste for boats, particularly about sexual exploits and a knack for self-promotion. Um, both men didn't really like Washington, and uh, both were the sons of powerful men. And Mr. Gates's father, Don Gates, FBI informant, wire-wearing Don Gates, was the president of Florida Senate and a wealthy businessman. And Trump's father, obviously, you know who that he was. Um, after Democrats took back the House in 2018 and began cranking up pressure on the Trump administration, Gates emerged as the standout in what he called the warrior class of lawmakers who made it their mission to protect the president. Um, uh, the president called me when I was alone, asleep in the middle of the night in my long work, long work, long worth office cot on the throne, on the airplanes, in nightclubs, and even in the throes of passion. Yes, I answered. And put that in parentheses. So, wait. Is this, is this what... he was, The president called me when I was in my car, asleep in the middle of the night on my Longworth office cot, on the throne, so shitting, <laughs> on airplanes, <laughs> in nightclubs. The, pres- the president's out clubbing, and he's like, Matt, I need to get your opinion. Oh, no, when he was in nightclubs. Oh, oh okay, I read that wrong. So he's saying... He is in the throes of passion, so he's having sex with a 17-year-old girl, and then the president calls, and he answers. <laughs> That's what he's telling everybody. Oh, my goodness. That is really that is hey, really man. something else. When duty calls. <laughs> yeah, the 17-year-old girl's like, can I talk to the president? Like, is that really him? Oh, my goodness. That's like, yeah. But if one person who would appreciate that kind of thing it would be Trump. Um, when Democrats called Michael yeah. Cohen, the president's former fixer to testify against him in early 2019. Gates threatened to reveal what he said were extramarital affairs by, affairs by Cohen. Uh, Democrats accused him of witness intimidation and the Florida and the Florida bar, uh, which Gates is of a member of somehow investigated. Gates brought the first impeachment investigation into Trump later that year to a halt, albeit briefly, when he led dozens of Republican lawmakers into the investigative hearing room and they refused to leave. I remember that. That was that was a while ago. So brave. Yeah, he he just stormed in. Um, yeah, so this in, just to give you a broader idea about this investigation. So this investigation includes a, an examination of payments to women. Investigators believe they paid for sex with a number of women he met through Joel Greenberg, 
uh, a former Florida tax collector who was indicted last year on federal sex trafficking charges, among other offenses. Um, Gates had repeatedly dismissed the investigation as politically motivated, defending his past relationships with women, saying, quote, I'm not a monk. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a sign of a man with nothing to hide there. Uh, he has not been charged, and the extent of his criminal exposure remains unclear. The investigation is continuing. The representative has claimed that his family is being targeted by two men trying to exhort $25 million in exchange for poten- making potentially legal problems go away. The men have denied that they were trying to extort the Gateses, and Gates told the Times he has no plans to resign from Congress, but he could face pressure to step down or temporarily relinquish his spot on the House Committee that oversees the Justice Department. All right, we're going to go to our last story right now. And uh, Zach, you may have to share the screen for this one. Uh, we're going to watch a little bit of Greg Gutfeld's. Folks, the morning after Fox News premiered its deeply unfunny foray in the late night comedy space, people <laughs> had a little bit of fun. Greg Gutfeld, the only like quote unquote funny guy in Fox News, um, someone in this article no, called him funny guy. Someone in this article called him like a divorced dad trying to be Bill Maher, uh, which I think is probably actually a pretty good point. This is a clip from his segment. I don't even know. So apparently this this logo he has is modeled after Jeb's campaign because it has an exclamation mark. I'm as giddy as Kamala Harris explaining kids in cages. (laughs) Or Woody Allen hearing about kids in cages. If you've been watching the GG show on Saturdays, well, after just dies. If you love the five and felt the need for more, and they've had to move his show, his late night show, because you thought your TV was eleven to two to one. It's good to see you, Mr. President. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Your pizza will be warm in two minutes. And Hunter, he brought the extra cheese. You all made a great choice. For proof, over at MSNBC, let's see what Brian Williams is up to right now. Good evening, I'm Brian Williams, and I am on Mars. Yes, I jumped on a chopper, and That's now I'm one. on Mars. I've been funny. here for a year now. I don't think this I is funny. I built a castle here made of mastodon this is, this is so old. and marshmallows. I don't even remember yes. where I, I invented right. all the it's COVID old. He exaggerated about the Iraq war. Like, that was like pre-Trump. And I mean, that was like when I was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Some things never change. All right. Okay, that was, that was all. Weird. That's all it was. But wait, that was underwhelming. One for two. Be... I thought there was going to be more of that. Greg Gutfeld cleaning his writer's room after that abomination of an opener. He's just slapping oh. everyone in the face. <laughs> Why would you take that? I still don't understand. As much vitamin C as an orange, Gutfeld. What does that I'm mean? I'm actually confused. Actually, I said actually twice. What does this mean? Yeah. Vitamin comedy? I don't know. Apparently, like, so it's, what? It, apparently it's modeled off of the Garfield comics. Um, and it's also the exclamation point. It's called Gutfeld. And that's that's based off of um, the Jeb Bush campaign, believe it or not. This guy went to Berkeley? My God. Yeah, he... he I can see him... As a liberal, like he has the kind of like smugness yeah. to be a liberal, you know, but they because that kind of makes him out of out of complacent as a uh, as a conservative a little bit. But 
you know, the funny thing was, in the end, maybe it was because of all the media reporters who were watching it to, like, make fun of it, but it still ended up crushing MSNBC and CNN, uh, which is kind of funny just to remind yourself how pathetic those guys are at the end of the day. All right. That's all we have for you today. We will see you on Thursday.